Hi, this is Ivanya Easley with The Closet Chronicles. I'm the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. This podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion industry and talking with other fashion professionals as they share their story, their journey, and of course, drop gems of advice for all of you listeners. So today we have a very special guest, Andrea Bibbs. She is a fashion PR as well as curated boxes. She has all kinds of skills and experiences. And she is going to share with us today. And of course, um, she is my personal, uh, for my business, PR um, PR company for my um, business. So I love her to death. She's the sweetest. And she is here to share her story about how she fell in love with fashion and how she uses her skill sets and experience to help fashion businesses. So welcome, Andrea. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I love you too, by the way. So yes, thank you <laughs> so, for having me. <laughs> no, of course. Thanks for taking the time. And of course, the first question always is, um, when did you fall in love with fashion? <laughs> Probably as early as I can remember. Um, I just, I think that I was always just in awe of my mom and my grandmother and how they used to put themselves together. And then as I got older, um, just was really fascinated by anything fashion. My grandmother also used to sew. So I used to be sort of like basically right under her um, looking at what she was doing and just like fascinated by what she could create with her hands. Um, She actually like, she actually sewed my mom's wedding dress, which I couldn't fit into. Yeah, I couldn't fit into my mom's (laughs) wedding dress, but I was able to at least like, she had some lace on there that I was able to like put around my bouquet and and also line the inside of my dress. So it was, you know, at least still had a a bit of her, but I mean, it's, it's been just from an early age and, you know, I grew up in uh, just outside of Toronto. My parents are first generation Canadian from the Caribbean via London. And, um, you know, also I think it was instilled in me in an early age that, you know, you didn't need a ton of money to look amazing and to put together great outfits. Right. It was more about like, you know, your confidence obviously, but how you, you know, work with what you have. And I feel like that's, I've carried that throughout my life, but you know, it's definitely, it's just, I think fashion has been a part of me from such an early age. I mean, even watching fashion television with my dad, uh, primarily, I used to watch it with my dad um, when I was younger, which was a Canadian show, but I think it was, um, I think it was like syndicated across the world, but I used to watch that like as a like 10, 11, 12 years old and was just like obsessed with the models and the designers and things like that. I love it. And how did you incorporate your love of fashion into what you do today? So um, it's been a process. (laughs) So I went to school studying radio and TV and I actually did an internship. So growing up, again, like I was obsessed with like fashion magazines, especially like elementary and high school. And so when I went to college, I studied radio and TV thinking like, maybe I might go into fashion. I did one um, internship at a fashion television show and it was okay, but I think we all know, um, and this is like in the nineties, right? And you know, where I was working was really not diverse. And so, and it's kind of sad that like I had an okay experience, but when I ended that internship, I kind of felt like, oh, well, maybe fashion's not for me. And I kind of put it on the back burner and I was like, okay, I'll go into like, you know, maybe doing sports and, you know, which I did. I started doing, I started off in TV and sports. Um, But 
again, fashion was still a part of me. So yeah. I actually used to work for um, the parent company of CNN and at yeah. time I worked for CNN Digital. And when I was there, I was actually able, and this was, you know, maybe in my third or fourth year there. So I was in my 20s. I was able yeah. to like help associate produce um, a segment, uh, on, which was on uh, CNN.com and on yeah. the site. It was a video segment and a written piece called Style File. Um, I love and it. Was, yeah, so I got to like kind of infuse my love of fashion by, yes. and so it was actually hosted by the late dear um, Gail O'Neill, who, um, you know, was just such an incredible force in yeah. fashion. And so she yeah. is one of the models I used to obsess about. So to be able to have worked with her was like phenomenal. And I was so heartbroken. I love right, it. Right, right. And I was so heartbroken to hear when she passed. Um, yeah. I saw her a couple of years ago and we reconnected and she was just as sweet as ever. And as again, it was also, you know, like seeing what you can be like, you know, yeah. she was Caribbean background model, like at a time I wanted to model, it didn't work yeah. out, but still just to have, you know, role models like that. Yeah. Right. And so I was able to work with her, um, you know, on the segment. And even after she left, I was able to still, you know, write some segments. So I was, I was in London for part of that time. So I used to write some fashion articles about the London markets and, you know, some gift guides and things like that. So that was great. So that was like earlier on in my career. Fast forward, I, I left, um, I left CNN and, and, and Turner you know, last year and started my own consulting company. So actually through working with folks like you, <laughs> again, was able to kind of, you know, really put my, my love of fashion into sort of like my day to day. And so working with professionals, so working with, you know, stylists like you and also being able to represent on the PR side, you know, some designers and yes. some brands like like, you know, it's it, it just it's just so beautiful to be able to, like, put both of those loves together. Um, and then now, um, so I recently also started another company, a curated gift company called June Dragonfly. And so really getting to, um, you know, take my love of, you know, not only, um, you know, clothing. I don't really have a yeah. lot of clothing in my, my boxes right now, but at yeah. least like accessories and being yeah. able to really kind of you know, choose some of the things that I really love and hope that, uh, you know, my, my customers will love and, you know, yeah. into different curated boxes. So now it truly does feel full circle, but in a, in a much different way than in the past. But I think, you know, everything, even if you can't start off in the way that you want, like, you know, I thought I'd be working for a magazine in New York, all this stuff yeah. back in the nineties. Yeah. Um, so even though it didn't work out that way, I still feel like it worked out the way that it should. And at the time yes. that it should. So I'm really excited about, about this now. I love that. And yeah, I agree. I mean, it all ends up working out as well as all the skills that you learn, even yes. in other areas, you are able to end up applying to what you're doing now. So. Right. Right. So yeah, it definitely all works out. What do you feel like has been some of your biggest successes so far and biggest challenges or lessons? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest successes have been, you know, somewhat unexpected. So uh, even though, so my consulting company is called the ACB Group. And so do primarily, uh, you know, media relations, PR, and some other media consulting, as well as some event, um, event stuff. And so... Yeah. I, even though I, I have a 20 plus year career in, in media, I was still nervous to kind of start my own thing and, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and try to get press for my clients like you. Yeah. 
So some of the, to me, early successes were be able, you know, were being able to get, you know, some great press for my clients. Um, you and did you an know, amazing job. Thank you. But a lot of that, you know, what sometimes you forget, right, is even though I was attached to a big brand before, yeah. at the at the end of the day, it's really about who you are and the relationships that you that cultivate, right, through your career. And so I feel like a lot of that really paid off when I'm, you know, out there kind of, you know, sometimes blind pitch, cold calling, but also, you know, kind of re. Andrea? Can you hear me, Andrea? I can. Oh, okay. You disappeared for a second. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Um, no, I was just saying, you know, I try to maintain uh, authentic relationships yeah. as much as I can, even though, you know, everything is so crazy. But I'm, yeah. I'm trying like, you know, I never tried to be that person that was like, what can you do for me? So yeah. it's been sometimes hard to ask for help. <laughs> um, but also, you know, when, how I look at PR and again, like, when I was working in media, I wasn't necessarily a PR professional. I worked yeah. in a number of different on the production side, on the business side. But what I feel like I can provide is, you know, just this benefit in terms of like, okay, this is the story, right? You know, this is the story that can really help your show or it can help yeah. your, you know, your your magazine or whatever, right? So, um, you know, at the core of it, I feel like, you know, regardless, I'm a storyteller and, yes. you know, always will be a journalist at heart. So I feel like I know what journalists want and, want, you know, yeah. And honestly, yeah, what I feel like will resonate with you know, readers or viewers as well. So that's been the success. I think the challenge has been just, um, just honestly, like just making this pivot to working for myself and being disciplined yes. and, yes. you know, and getting over, you know, it's so overused, but getting over that imposter syndrome, um, yeah. you know, which can be hard, you know, yeah. <laughs> especially when you're on your own and trying to just, you know, every day build up your confidence. Um, so that's been hard, you know, because sometimes when you feel like, you know, you might not call someone back right away, or you might not do this, or there's things that feel so heavy. It's, yeah. I think, important not to like, you know, let it weigh you down. Because also, yeah. you know, ultimately, like, it's just me. <laughs> you know, I might yeah. get some help now and then, but it's a lot of things are really fall on my plate. So yeah. I have to really try to give myself grace. And honestly, I work with a lot of other small businesses. Yeah. So I try to give them as much grace as possible as well. Cause I understand yeah. that like sometimes life be life in, uh, yeah. and that's actually, <laughs> yeah, that's actually like, um, uh, one of the, the people I work with and also a dear friend, um, who has a, a line called, uh, kindred, uh -huh. um, kindred paper. And one of her cards is, um, life be, you know, life be life. In. <laughs> and so I just, it, it's like right in front of me. So it just came to mind, but yeah, you know, so it's like no, really totally that's the hardest part. Yeah. So just, I mean, you know, the kind other of thing like, is even with you being, like you said, a small business owner and it's just you, even when you have a team though, it still falls back on the small business owner. Right, right. If, you know, you go to Walmart and a mistake happens or a big corporation and a mistake happens it's not like we're calling Sam Walton or whoever the Walton is like. <laughs> yes. Ultimately, even when you have a, yes, even when you have a team, it still falls back on, well, Andrea's yeah. company, Andrea, even if it was Andrea, yes. somebody on the team. So, you know. Right, right. And I think, I think what's been important and what's been really super helpful is, you know, I've been able to like really, you know, put, 
you know, have this community of people that kind of lift me up. So not, not only, you know, like people like you who are my clients and friends, right. Who are also small, you've been in this longer. So you've given me great support and, you know, and just a lot of the people I, I talk to, but it's like, I've had to really, really build that circle of, of like, entrepreneurs and yes. small business owners because you all will understand things that maybe some other folks don't like yeah. you know when you're up in the middle of the night and you're worrying about a delivery or you're worrying about yes. something getting to you on time or getting to a client right like it's a yeah. lot so I think yeah. it's super important that you surround yourself with people who will who lift understand you. the journey right and who aren't going to be like oh how's your little business or how's your little thing you know yes exactly you want yeah you want people that are going to believe in what you're doing and for me this was such a huge pivot from what people have known me they've known me as like corporate Andrea and so branching out on my own um has been hard for some people to process but for me I felt like this is the time you know um there's been so much so much trauma that we've all been through, collective yeah. trauma over the past few years. And it really helped me to kind of think about what was really important. And this is something like launching June Dragonfly. That's been a dream of mine for over 10 years. And I'm just so glad that it's out in the world. And even the consulting company, I always dreamt of sort of having my own thing. And so I just jumped in and it was people like you that forced me to. <laughs> and I'm I was so, so excited when you I'm came so to our side. <laughs> I, call it. I was excited when you came to the entrepreneur side because you know we had this conversation like it feels yes. like 100 years ago when we met yeah. and i was like whenever you're ready i want to be your first client and yeah. it worked out that that's how I, yeah. that's how it came we manifested it it's divine timing truly truly definitely yeah. definitely i love that and then what do you feel like is one of as a new entrepreneur and just a new business owner what is one of your favorite productivity hacks oh um that's been hard. I mean, I've been using um, OneNote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's actually been helpful, like some more of a technology hack to just kind of like track everything uh, yes. for me. So that's really been helpful. Um, and I'm trying to also really incorporate like timers. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just trying to put like 15 minute timers, 30 minute timers to get stuff done. Um, I've been trying to incorporate that more. And what I do want to incorporate more is actually like some meditation and some mindfulness, because I feel like I really need that. I think a lot of people don't really talk about that part of like entrepreneurship of really keeping your mind right. (laughs) And of course, there's prayer. And I I try to do that as often as I can. But I feel like, you know, I really need to make prayer and meditation more of a absolute, like, real part of my day <laughs> yeah um, i think with that uh, note to reference to that is that you have to well for me is how i start my day yeah. so i think it's just about scheduling as much as you can and of course i know you have your husband and your kids and sometimes it doesn't always work out but for me right. it's like some people get up at three four in the morning some people get up at six that's not me because yeah. i know what time i go to bed but yeah. when i wake up at eight my thing is okay let me uh, i have the bible app let me listen to the verse of the day. Let me right. go through that whole two to five minutes feel. So if nothing else, I at least had that two to five minutes of, like you said, prayer, meditation, something before the rah-rah of the day starts. Because to me, once the day starts, it's gone. It's just right. like keep going and going and right. going. And next thing you know, it's the end of the day. It's the same thing with working out. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it has to be a part. And you, yeah. you actually, you know, you really helped me just, you know, when you talked about 
you know, how you schedule your weeks and the yes. days that you kind of like today is like your day to like do admin things yes. and do meetings and stuff like that. And, and like, that was really great, like for me um, to just like have that perspective. Cause I think the biggest part of like, especially when you're pivoting from corporate to um, entrepreneurship is like figuring out your schedule. Yes. And, you know, and for me, it changes from time to time, just depending on my kids. So I've got to, and sometimes I'm waking up right when they need to wake up at like 6am. So I got to like figure it out. So either it's like right when they leave to start, right? you know, because once we're up, we're up and we got to get out. So yeah, I think it's, you know, that's good to know. Um, definitely yeah. will incorporate that. Yeah, I mean, because if not, then it almost becomes where you left your job and had one boss, and then you get all these clients, yeah, yeah. And a gazillion little bosses all trying really? to run you. So you have to like set those boundaries of like, oh, yeah, do on certain days, or you know what, I am going to get back to you um, at this time or this day, or whatever the case may be. But knowing, like, okay, these are the things I do on those certain days, then that's when people have to, you know, adhere to. Well, that's the big thing in terms when you talk about that, like that is also like a super big challenge still for me, the boundaries piece. But you're right, like setting those because I felt like and I still feel sometimes when someone reaches out to me, okay, we got to set up a meeting. Yeah. And I'd like, no, I can take time. Like this week is crazy for me, you know, and I'm like, I have to be like, I can't take because a lot of these smaller calls can end up like really, you know, and I have to be rigid with my days, especially when I got to pick up my kids at a certain time. Or, you know, and I only have like you don't know what you accomplished for the day. Yes, yes, yes. So to get all over the place. Like for me, I read emails in the evening. Now I will glance at them throughout the day. But like, checking your email every five minutes you almost can't get whatever task you're focused on done because you're getting distracted by the emails and responding exactly it's just like unless it's really important our plot's an important one at that moment maybe when i check the email but in general it's like the rule of thumb is i'll get back to you by the end of day or the next day yeah well, and that's the thing. Don't have the time to do the work. <laughs> right. And when you're respond, I mean, even in the corporate setting, you know, sometimes, especially like in certain industries, like people are used to like quick responses. That's sometimes like how you get judged, right? Oh, yeah. you get back to me quick, but that's not always a great compliment. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's yeah, not always exactly. a compliment that you get back to me right away because it's pulling you away from you know, the things that you might need to focus on. So exactly. you know, I exactly. think that's good, but that's another way that you're protecting your peace. Yeah. Right. Checking your email at certain times. And, you know, this is, that's hard for me right now. Cause I'm like waiting orders and like, I'm waiting for stuff. I, I kind of, but I can still figure out, you know, certain times yeah. that I, I check in. I mean, and if it's part of what you're doing, then it might be fine to be checking your emails every five minutes until you get what you're looking for per se. But I just know, social media emails or any of these notifications can throw us off of whatever we're actually focused on. If you're working on a proposal, stopping to check an email or social media notifications is going to make that proposal get then a lot slower than if you just focused on it and knocked it out. Right. So, you know, everybody has to figure out what makes sense and what works for them to keep them from being overwhelmed and just, you know, able to get what they need to get done and accomplished. Because exactly. I don't even take unscheduled calls. Like, we have to have stuff scheduled. Well, I mean, I unless it's an emergency, but it's like, you can't just call me randomly because I work for myself and you think I might be available. No, it's not I scheduled. Know. I'm most likely like, well, we can set up a time to chat, but you can't just call me randomly because I don't normally have the time. I know what I have blocked off to do that day. And if I get on the phone, 
talking to people and schedule, I'm not going to get whatever I'm supposed to get done that day. Right. You're absolutely right. I mean, I do that almost like, like it's a habit with friends. I like text like, hey, can you talk now? I mean, you have your certain yeah. people that are like family that you can just call. But like I, you know, with you or anyone else, I'm like, hey, can you talk like in an hour? You can talk in a couple days or like, you know, can we schedule some time to talk? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, and, you know, and of course we make exceptions when we need to. Yeah. I know when we were working on my project, it was like, hey, I got news. Can you share? Can you share? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but even that was right. work related. I'm just saying, in general, unless you're having a major emergency and it's not even work related to what we're currently working on, we need to just schedule it to wait. Even if it's far as, hey, can we catch up? Yeah, we can. Exactly. Do we have time on this date or that time to meet for lunch or to talk over the phone? Just because we all are busy and have things going on and can't always just randomly just chat just to chat exactly yeah. but no i love that and then we're getting close to wrapping up so of course i want to ask you what's coming up next for the rest of this year or q1 and then of course my question about podcast books and movies but what is coming yes. up next for you yeah i mean right now um the focus right now is June Dragonfly because we're in the heart of holiday season. And so I'm super blessed to have like a lot of corporate uh, for holidays. So I'm, I'm doing a I lot of packing boxes. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited. And so June Dragonfly. So I focus on products that are like women owned or from diverse founders. Um, and so I'm really excited to, to really like, you know, curate like a really different mix of, of gifts, I feel like for my clients and their clients who are receiving them. So I'm excited about that. And then I'm also working on a relaunch for my website. So I'll finally have e-commerce, hopefully by the beginning of first quarter. Okay. Um, but in the meantime, I'm selling my boxes um, at different pop-ups. And I have one, if you're in the Atlanta area, I have one coming up. Um, I don't know when this is, <laughs> but I have one coming up on December 9th. Um, and so I'm co-hosting it. Um, and we're featuring all uh, Black women-owned brands. And yeah, so it's really just um, focused on getting orders out before uh, the holidays at the end of the month. And, um, you know, really focused on kind of, you know, really getting June Dragonfly together and then yeah. also working on a on launching the website for the ACB group finally. So, I mean, it's great to have been. I just celebrated a year. Um, on December 1st. Thank you. A year of registering the business. So um, I'll have a little bit of a relaunch there too. So yeah. launching the website and then, you know, kind of really taking a look at a few different um, types of projects with the ACB group. So I'm excited about, you know, some of the things coming my way for yeah, that as well. Man. So just trying to, you know. I'm glad that you made it through your first year of the Wild Wild West. I am too. And a lot of times we don't take time to celebrate. I didn't really yeah. celebrate enough uh, the one year anniversary, but I will. Um, yes. At some point, celebrate all the wins. Okay? We have to. We have to because, you know, it, it can sometimes be hard when you're in it. And I, yeah. and I think it's like I'm just thinking about like getting things done versus like taking that minute, that pause to actually mm -hmm. like really um, be grateful as well. And also to just, you know, be just thankful for the people that have supported me and, you yeah. know, to kind of look ahead at, at what's next. But I'm proud of myself for getting through this. This is sort of like, um, you know, again, I didn't really expect to be a full-time entrepreneur, but, yeah. you know, I'm very proud of myself for pushing through. Um, 
and doing it. And so yeah. that's my advice. To you made it through year one. Right, right. And that's my advice to people. Like, I feel like, you know, going through corporate, I was always this person that needed like a plan. I needed, you know, to, and I would work on that plan sometimes for months and months or years before it was launched. Like, again, like my idea for June Dragonfly I had 10 years ago. And yeah. so with the ACB group and June Dragonfly, I just sort of jumped into them registered the businesses did all this stuff and like go and i'm figuring stuff out as i go along I yeah and i think so often like we don't give ourselves those opportunities and so i'm super grateful that i was able to do it and again reminding myself that it's okay to make mistakes and it's yeah. okay to, but also to celebrate the wins as you're learning as you're going and i'm again i'm super super appreciative of everyone who's you know supported me even at yeah. the you know, taking a chance to me, taking a chance on me, you know, as I, I start out on these journeys, but, um, you know, I'm super appreciative. No, I love that. I love it for you. And I'm excited to, of course, support and help as well as continue to use your services for my own business. And then, um, of course, what advice or feedback, I guess you would give people that are starting like you starting their business or trying to grow or scale it? Uh, the advice is, I mean, I've said a lot of it. It's make sure you have a really strong community around you who can not only support you, but give you advice and, you know, all of that. Um, I mean, I've had people like help me walk through like how to pay taxes like every month for the retail side, you know, all those sort of things. I think it's like, you know, having that community who you can cry with, who you can celebrate with, who can exactly. encourage you and help you, I think is like, honestly, the number one thing. And then number two, just really kind of giving yourself grace as you, you know, if the, you're pivoting into entrepreneurship, I think give yeah. yourself that grace to learn and the grace to like make mistakes and the grace yeah. to some days be tired, um, yeah. all of that. I think it's like, that's kind of like a big, big reminder, um, you know, to give yourself grace and be kind to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. You got to listen to your body and you know, do what makes sense for you. The work I always say will be there. Yes, absolutely. So just make sure you're taking care of yourself um, as well as an entrepreneur, especially when you are, you got, you can't wear out your body. No, um, no. You have to do all the things. So you got to. Because it will do it for you, you know? Exactly. So. <laughs> and then our last question, of course, is what book, movie, or podcast or all three would you recommend? Yeah, I check out, watch, etc. Yeah, there's so many. Um, <laughs> so I'll give a book and a podcast. Um, so on the book side, I'm actually still reading it. Um, it's called The Pivot Year by Brianna Weist, okay. W I E S T. And so I think for me, it was like the perfect sort of read. And it's like just kind of like a one a day read to give you encouragement wherever you are in your journey as you're making a change. And um, it's just been great, like for me to read. Um, I guess that's a bit of my meditation every day, <laughs> you know, taking a bit of time to read that. Um, and then the other thing is um, a podcast. Um, it's called The Change Maker's Table. Okay. And uh, it really recently started. Um, and it's just really amazing. And so my friend, um, uh, Lois Castillo, she is the host and the brainchild behind it. And really, okay. she has like amazing conversations with um, 
professionals, like in media, advertising, all okay. different industries. And it's, it's really like, just, you know, I, and I was on her podcast as well. And, okay. you know, I think she asks really amazing questions and it's all around like really getting um, kind of behind different leaders and their perspectives on everything from, uh, you know, culture and strategies and things like that. So kind of get it dig- you know, for then like sort of your normal podcast with yes. leaders. Yours is great too, obviously. I just <laughs> wish them would be yours. Um, you. But yeah, hers is like, she's been, I think, doing a great job um, with that. Okay. So yeah, so that's called the Change Makers Table. Um, you can find her on Instagram or Spotify, everywhere okay. you can listen to podcasts. Awesome. I love it. And then did you have a book as well? Yeah, that was the what the the pivot. Okay, so the book yeah. and the podcast. Yeah, and, and did then, you have a movie? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's gonna be Renaissance, but I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but I know crazy. it will be. I know it will be because even just you know watching Beyonce, like first of all, I love her, but you know, really like that concert was just yeah. like it was so inspiring. Like it was. The production was phenomenal and just her work ethic, you know, I looked at her and I know she has a team, but like, you know, to be able to like also see her kind of living her life outside while she was on that world tour, still making time to be with her husband, still making time to be with her kids, still making time to do things that she wanted to do, whether it was like go to restaurants or, you know, to me, because I would say like, you know, And it was just, I mean, as an entrepreneur, I know there's so much pressure on her, which I know some of that comes out in the movie, right? There's so much pressure on her, but she still seems to prioritize herself at times. And and I feel like if I was on tour, I'd be afraid to go dancing. I'd be afraid to do anything that would like hurt my leg and yeah. put people's lives oh, at jeopardy. That's why you, you gotta know? watch the movie because- Oh, I got you. Don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? I'd be afraid to do anything because you have all these people relying on you, not just your fans, yeah. you know, but you know, you have like- hundreds all these people of that you're people. paying on this tour. Yes, exactly. Yes. Which can be crazy, but you know, ultimately- she goes I mean, into all of that behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Or even more because of, of course. the behind it. Yeah, and even though, like you said, yeah, she does have a team, but she's involved in every single yes. aspect of making sure the team executes her vision the way she wants it. So it was funny just with her even talking about lighting and learning lighting just because she wanted it to be a certain way. I was like, like you ain't had enough stuff to do. You had to go and try right. to learn lighting to talk to the lighting people that you're paying. So yes. it was a lot. Yes. Have movie. But that's like, you know, she is you know, really taking like hold of, her, yeah, of herself. Right, exactly. And I think there's so much we all can like learn from her, yes. you know, um, yes. and it's super inspiring. So I'll say that. And I'm hoping after this crazy holiday season that I get to see it and relax. <laughs> after I'll, I'll be ready to go see I don't it know again. Huh? I'll be ready but, to go see it again at that point. Okay, I'll, all right. Good. It Thursday night when it, uh, before Friday, before it even came out. Oh, oh Nice. I went to nice. the parade showings on Thursday night. Oh, awesome. I'm such a big fan. I bought those tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've just been, I've been like working so late. So it's yes. like, I got to like, just try to like fit it in. Even if I, no, have to go I to get it. Before <laughs> I had just got back from New York, went to work all day. Then saw the movie. That's why I had to rest on Friday. Cause I had put too much stuff back to back to back. Yeah. See, that's the benefit though. Sometimes being able to change your 
Yes. Change your schedule around. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you again for taking time to chat with me. I enjoyed it as always with all our conversations. And of course, when we share it, um, when the team shares it, we will uh, tag you and you can share it as well. Perfect. I will. And again, hope you have a wonderful